Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. I recently started a weekly Zoom call to talk about health and wellness. This is the second episode, and I thought I would share it. We talk about a number of different things, including the purpose of the weekly call, nutrition and some principles to consider following, a little talk about wearable devices and what we do when maybe we don't agree with the data coming out of them, about heart rate training and the difference between aerobic and anaerobic training, about the New York City Marathon, which was recently canceled, and what people are doing and how they're dealing with it, about wearing masks when exercising, about exercising outside in this extreme heat, and a number of other topics. Enjoy. Great. So um, I know a couple people said they were going to be a little bit late, um, but um, I think some of you were not on our first call. I think uh, the idea of this call was just to get on and talk about health and wellness type topics. And um, we can talk about a number of different things. But like my goal for this call is to get into an environment where we can we can uh, share some uh, health and wellness uh, topics and talk about them. Um, and uh, and we can share some topics and kind of kind of learn from each other. I know for me, like I like to set some goals and like I, I, I'm a big believer in accountability. So if I can kind of set a goal or set a couple goals, which I've done for this call and I can hit them, I feel really proud of myself. So many people can use a forum like this to do this and some people don't need it at all. Um, but that's kind of the idea behind um, this. I know we had our first call last week. Some of you were on, some of you were not on. And, you know, I said to people before the first call, hey, set a goal and and maybe you'll hit it. Maybe you won't hit it. And if you feel like you want to uh, report on that goal, great. If you just want to listen to others, great. Um, and so th that was kind of the idea here. I did have a few people follow up with me uh, with a few things that they wanted to talk about for the call so we can get into that. I also if people want, I also prepared uh, a kind of list of some goals that I've been setting for nutrition. Um, it's a bunch of goals. I can put those up on the screen. Um, my daughter, she wanted me to make sure I made this point. She actually prepared a slide presentation that I could go through if we wanted to do it. So, uh, uh, so she wanted me to make sure I made that point. Um, uh, and I'm actually going to record a podcast from it too. It's really uh, the idea is kind of like some food principles that I try and follow and some goals that I kind of set. I don't hit them all. There's 24 of them. And, you know, it might seem like, whoa, 24, but like some of them are like, hey, I want to make sure I get some ginger into my body every day and some just weird things that I focus on every day. So, um, happy By the to go. My one confession, I did ask Jim, since he said we had to have five fruits at one time and one sitting, I asked him if five Skittles, five different flavored Skittles would work, and he told me no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do eat fruit in the morning for breakfast, but I, that's what I thought about. <laughs> and then uh, if yeah. you guys want, I'm going to, can you see my screen? I'm going to share this with you guys at some point. This was, the, this was the, this is just one page of 24 things that I look at. I know you cannot see it. Um, but and you know yep i this can see it was, this was my daughter's presentation so this talks about uh different categories and many of these are going to sound familiar to you but uh let me so eat as much unprocessed food as yeah. possible right we all know that right million nutritionists in this room they're all going to disagree on whether we should be 
what we should eat, but most of them agree we should eat unprocessed food. There's one. Who eats avocados every day? I do. Well, not every day, but most days. Well, I try and do it every day, and probably, probably equates to most days, but so good, so good for you in so many different ways. I think I had two avocados yesterday, and it's got so many health benefits. I'm going to record a, uh, a podcast about this also. And how many are focusing on this one? Focus on food diversity, which is eating at least 30 different plants a week. Bob, I know you've heard me talk about this. I think others have heard me talk about this. Indeed. Yeah, that one really helps. I mean, there, there are, <clears throat> so many of them are related, right? Because if so you're, eating, if you're so eating unprocessed, you're just going to, by necessity, be eating at least an avocado a day, and you're going to be having all sorts of different uh, plants, which is great. Which is great. And, and it's not about being a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever. I mean, you can still have a piece of salmon or fish or chicken or whatever that has no antibiotics, no pesticides, no hormones, all that stuff. And they would tell you just surround it with lots of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, right? Mm. right. And this is probably the one that I would say is number one. Like, it, like, if you eat lots of fiber, you're doing all those other things. As you said, Bob, they're interrelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I eat these most days. Oatmeal plus five plus four. And this is probably the most important also. Make, make time to make your food. Go shopping or order it and prepare your list of foods, right? Very important. And then I see a lot of people, they think that when they start eating healthy, they should, they should, they're on a diet, so they undereat. So you still got to eat a lot. You got to eat more, probably, if you're eating mostly unprocessed food. Eat the rainbow of colors. Read your ingredients. You can see my screen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avoid, I avoid these things, high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oils, sugar substitutes, which are bad, and diet sodas. Mm-hmm. Make, Bob, you're, you've been very good at this at times. Make multiple days of food in advance. Last night I made three, or three days worth of oatmeal plus five plus four, and that is a beautiful thing. That is great. Oh, it tastes great. just fine, too. I love it. I eat it cold and I'll usually eat my bowl of avocado and sweet potatoes and potatoes and beans and corn and peas and asparagus. And I'll make that for a few days also. This is a good time of year. Everything's in season. So yeah. it's, uh, the winter gets a little bit tougher. <laughs> this is one of we've talked about a lot, but natural flavors. Have we talked about natural flavors? This is where the chemists hide the bad stuff. Uh, there is a drink called Spindrift that I think it's called Spindrift. Um, where they actually had such such backlash on natural flavors, they got rid of them, right? Because when they went to their chemi- when they went to the company making the natural flavors for them, nobody at the company could explain what was in the natural flavors, which tells you how bad it is. There's a podcast about it, which is pretty interesting. Obviously, this is a big one. Try and be nutritionally holistic. Get rid of drugs and sleep aids and all the bad stuff, smoking, vaping, minimize it as much as you can. Eat lots of beans and greens and green machine smoothies. I try and do that. Part of my food diversity. Drink a lot of water, other unprocessed liquids. You guys keep frozen fruits around? They're a staple for me. I don't waste anything, and they are spectacular for us. Um, Keep all this stuff around. Make sure you have healthy foods on hand. I know we've talked about this one. Keep snacks around. Get educated about what's healthy and what's not healthy. Million new nutrition experts, a million opinions, and design a plan. Ask for help if you need it. <clears throat> I, I make a bag of nuts out of 10 different type of Trader Joe's raw nuts. I put them all in one Ziploc bag. I throw some raisins or dates in there, and I love them. 
and they're really good for you. And I try and drink drink green tea every day. How many people drink green tea? I've been drinking oolong, which is between green and black, I guess. That's good. Black teas, green teas, any types of teas I think are great. Except there are some teas that have natural flavors added. Um, So I started to, when I started to really read all the ingredients of everything I put in my body, I started to notice this. And I remember distinctly thinking for one brand of tea, thinking, why does this one taste so good and so perfect? And um, I looked and sure enough, it had natural flavor. So I will absolutely not eat that one anymore. I shoot to consume ginger, lemon, and turmeric every day. I've talked to you guys about this. Now, I do it in the form of shots, but like lately I've found a powder at Trader Joe's that has ginger powder that can pour into my tea. Uh, I've, I've bought turmeric and ginger powder in the past, but this stuff is spectacular for you. Yeah, I, I get it in shots. Where Do you have it? Is it powder that you said that you get at Trader Joe's? Like yeah, it's like a um, powder of like uh, ginger bags. I get. Oh, all right. I'll look into that. I love it. Um, what is the? How does? What's the shots? You just you blend it up or what? Lately, I've been buying them made. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, Costco actually has one that's got some uh, plant-based probiotics and has ginger and turmeric and lemon and maybe a little pineapple. I can't remember exactly what's in there. A lot of times Trader Joe's actually has a a, a coconut ginger shot, which is really good. They also have a turmeric liquid shot. Um, Look, (laughs) you could do powders or you could do liquids. I just do the liquids. It's quicker and easier. And I just make sure there's no bad stuff in the shots I do. Um, And, you know, they just make me feel good. I used to make them myself. I ordered them from um, Amazon, the, the ginger turmeric little, it's like a little bottle. And you just push up. Great. Good, good to know. Good stuff. Don't fall into the trap that eating under a label is healthy. I don't think it is at all. I don't think it matters if we're keto or vegetarian or vegan or high carb or low carb. I think it's just an excuse for people to follow like a track, but a lot of times they're eating like super unhealthy stuff within that track and a lot of processed stuff. So I think that the best trap to fall in is trying to be as holistic and unprocessed as possible. It doesn't mean 100%. Like uh, you could eat, if you're eating, I think most people eat zero to 20% unprocessed food at best, at best in this country, in this world, right? If you'd be a 50%er, great. Like I set a goal over the last week, I've been a hundred percenting where I'm eating a hundred percent unprocessed food. I'm in my third week now. It is really hard, really hard to do, but I am particularly when my daughter bakes all these cookies, but, um, <laughs> but I, I love it. And I feel spectacular right now. You know what I mean? And like, I'm almost at a point where I'm over the hump where I don't want to go back to have a lot of the, uh, even if I don't want to be even a 70% or an 80% because I feel so much better as a hundred percent. And I realize being a hundred percenter is really hard to do and I can do it just because I've been doing this a long time. But you know, if you're a zero percenter in terms of how much unprocessed food, be a 20 percenter, like try and do better there. You know, even if you have unhealthy around, unhealthy food around you, it doesn't mean you have, should eat it. I know a lot of people that say to me, I bought this food. I don't care if it's healthy or unhealthy. I'm going to eat it. I paid for it. So I tell people, try not to do that. I actually return a lot of stuff. Trader Joe's has a great return policy. If I make a mistake and I buy something that has processed stuff in it, or I buy some processed stuff and I decide I don't want it, I just take it back. They take it back. Be a nutritarian. 
eat foods with lots of nutrients and minimize with foods with few to none. Don't be extreme and obsess about foods. There's nothing wrong with eating unhealthy things occasionally. And that's it. Thank you. That's good. I have one. I have a question. So I was talking to a colleague today at work about the New York Marathon and about it being, you know, virtual. And he was feeling like I've been feeling like, do we do it? Do we not do it? Is there like a, you know, is the park going to be a place where people gather? You know, I was just wondering what, if everybody, since there's some marathoners on here, if you guys are going to do it virtually. I don't know. That's my question. I don't even know. What does that mean, virtual? How do you do a virtual marathon? Like on your watch, basically. You just, you run it and you record it on your watch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, like when Sandy happened, a lot of us were uh, scheduled for the marathon that year. And we did it virtually where many of us ran in Central Park or on the West Side Highway. And so I think I'm looking at Jeff there who's in his run right now. I know he did it that way. He's done 18 or 20 of these in a row. So, uh I'll take the first shot at that. Me, um, what I've been doing, I, I run the marathon every year, but um, I'm having a hard time with getting my mileage up to two hours, um, which is kind of the minimum run that you need to kind of do to start training. It is July, but I've always had this view now, like, like I, for me, it's really important just to, for all of us to stay healthy. And so I've just been doing 30 to 60, 70 minutes running pretty much most days. And that's enough for me. So I haven't taken it to that next level of a run. So I'm behind on my marathon training. But what I would say is that, um, I, you know, I am planning on, on doing some sort of virtual run on that day or maybe around that day. I might allow myself some flexibility. So if that I might do it a day, day before or day after. Like I might plan it based on the weather and do it around those dates. What are other people doing? Jeff, what are you doing? So that was I was going to ask you. So I've always run the marathon as a calendar thing, not based on time, but for, you know, to get physically fit for it. Um, and I'm having a, tar a hard time with no calendar. So right now, the virtual thing I may do, I plan on running the course uh, on that day. That's what I did during Sandy. I started in Brooklyn. I ended up in Manhattan. Um, and then I was going to ask you, Jim, or anybody on the call, is there any other event taking place that's live? Because New York's canceled, um, Boston got canceled again. But if anybody knows of anything going on somewhere, I'd appreciate it because I might. Chicago is not. Chicago hasn't canceled yet. I'm signed up for Chicago, and I, I keep checking with them, and they haven't canceled it yet. I am also signed for Chicago. I just turned 50, and I was going to do all the. I was going to do all six majors this year. I'm glad I didn't book travel for that. <laughs> right. Chicago's awesome. I love Chicago. Yeah, it's so fun. It's such a great course. It's so flat. And the city is just so awesome. You know, the kids just come out. I don't know. That'd be great if they keep it. I haven't heard of any races that uh, even if they haven't been canceled, I think it's going to be hard for them to hold these races personally. I don't know. Emilio, I see you on. Emilio is our ultra marathoner. Emilio runs 100 miles at a time and does really well. Have you heard of any races that are going to actually happen? You are on mute. Okay, yes. Um, it's funny you said that because uh, on May 30th, I had a race. I had the Bryce uh, 100 in Utah, and they did not cancel it. Um, wow. But I opted not to go. Um, oh wow! It just seemed too crazy to me. I didn't want to fly at that point, and um, the idea—I I was just trying to imagine during a hundred milers, like 
given everything that goes on during that, also worried about how I was interacting with, uh, you know, either other runners or people. I, it just seems I, I couldn't I couldn't get my head around it. I do know somebody who did it though, and he said it was a really good experience. Except he ended up dropping. He didn't. Uh, he said there was a huge. Uh, I guess he had he was having problems with the altitude. He said, mm-hmm. but. I really like that race group. I did the Zion 100 with them last year, and it was a really fantastic experience. And it's obviously gorgeous out there. So they let me just um, roll it over to next year. So I plan on doing it next year. Did anybody get sick that you heard of? Not that I heard of. You know, they they limited – there weren't that many people doing it, and they had all these rules about staggered starts. Again, it didn't sound like very much fun the way they were doing it. Uh, but my friend who, who tried it uh, – Said it was a pretty good experience until he dropped out. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are people wearing masks when they run right now? I am wearing a mask and I pull it down oh, when I'm not around kind of. people and then I put it up when I'm around people. And I get people yelling at me like, you're going to get carbon dioxide poisoning. You're not going to get carbon dioxide poisoning. Your, your lung is going to collapse. Like, definitely people have a lot of anger around those masks. And I, look, I'm like, I wear it for you more than me. But, you know, nobody else wearing a mask? Just, I wear it. When I'm around other people, I put it up. But other, when I'm running, I'm taking it down. It's you're taking hard. it down. In the park. And you run in the park pretty much, right? Running in the central park, yeah. Yeah. I ran yeah, yeah. when I was in Brooklyn. Oh, go, ahead. Yeah. go ahead, Jeff. No, so when I was in Brooklyn, uh, I wore a mask from March through, you know, June. Um, and then I started taking it down a little bit when I started reading more about the medical stuff. And now I'm in South Carolina and there's no one out. So I just, I can run without a mask. But that, if I'm that's running the, around, yeah, that's, that's the same in Nashville as well. I mean, there's plenty of room. So it, it's really interesting not I walk, but what's really interesting is how people literally move off the sidewalk or on the side of the street just to kind of get around each other and stuff too. But uh, not yeah. a lot of masks with exercise at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of the mask as giving me some altitude training. You know, like I'm definitely reducing <laughs> my amount of, uh, I'm a nose breather when I run. So like I've noticed that my fitness has improved since I've worn a mask actually, which is kind of funny. But, you know, if you think you're going to, if you are wearing a mask and you think you're going to pass out, you know what? Take the mask off, you know? <laughs> All right. We were talking okay. about running a virtual marathon. I know not everyone that calls a marathoner, so we don't have to spend any more time on the marathon. But I think we kind of delved into using a mask. And are you seeing people use masks in Connecticut when you're out there doing your runs? It is all over the place. Um, I think I think that people, when they walk, will often have a mask on. I, I wear like a, a gaiter, and so I'll just keep it around my neck. And if I'm coming up on a group, I'll just, you know, if I can't sort of run into the street to be far enough away from them, I'll, I'll pull it up, but just for 10 seconds, and then, you know, I'll put it back down. Great. Anybody else have any comments on virtual marathoning? Like some people are gonna do it and, you know, um, I do think, Jeff, it is hard to keep going and training without a goal. So I do think if you're going to do it, my advice would be, you know, you should structure it like you are going to do it. Maybe you are going to run it on that day or maybe you allow yourself a little flexibility. You know what I mean? I, when I turned 50 this year, I said I would love to go out and run 50 miles. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't in health enough to run 50 miles. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to go out and run as long as I can. And 
all of a sudden I'm done with 20 miles and I'm thinking maybe I can get to 50 K, which is 32 miles. And I ended up running 50 K right. that day and it wasn't on my wow. birthday. Um, <laughs> and I was super proud of myself and I wanted, I, Amelia, I wanted the 50 miles. I didn't get it, but I got the 50 K and, um, you know, and it was not on my birthday and I did it on a Friday and in the middle of the day I had to go home and do a couple calls and then I went back out for a little while longer. And, you know, to me, it wasn't about doing it consecutively. It was just achieving a goal. So my advice is set a goal and don't be so strict on yourself that it has to be on that marathon Sunday. Because you know what? If the marathon Sunday is going to be crappy weather, why not do it on the Saturday or the Friday? That's my view. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think That's it'd be fun point. to like, my part of, well, my coworker I mentioned is going to try and run the course. I think Jeff, you said that, like he's going to try yeah. and actually run the actual course. But for me, I was thinking, I kind of hope a lot of people are in the park. It'll make it fun. Like part of the reason I do these is just for the, you know, camaraderie and the, the, the group goal. And I don't know. So maybe it'd be kind of fun if people were out there. I don't know. So we'll I see. Agree. I mean, I'll, I'm going to schedule it and put the date on it. And my friends said they'll come out and support me and set up a table for me. So, you know, if it rains, okay, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> like if, if it's raining and crappy and cold, then I might change my mind. But at this yeah. point, I think. Yeah, look, and if we wanted to have some sort of a marathon team uh, out of this team, you know what I mean? That kind of supports everyone virtually. We could we could do that as a build up too. I'm certainly happy to talk about it every week. End up for New York this year? Um, yeah, I did, but I deferred already. I decided to defer because I wanted to concentrate on Chicago, um, which isn't, you know, thankfully it's not canceled. So we'll see. Okay. And then I have that half marathon for Team World Vision, um, like the week before the um, Chicago Marathon. Which they just made virtual, if I understand, which right? they just made virtual, which, right. you know, it's fine. It'll be part of the training. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, but definitely that one I do want to run because it's, you know, for kids and it's for clean water. And, you know, that one I'm going to run, even if it's virtual, I'm going to do it. Great. Anybody else have anything on that? I can go to one of the questions I got from somebody before. That's okay. And that was, how is everyone doing with the high heat and humidity right now when they're out there outside <laughs> exercising? Oh, yeah. This morning, it was horrible. Breathe this morning, it was nasty. <laughs> ah, it sucks. Well, I think you all know that, that I am all about the dew point, right? Which is a combination of heat and humidity. And the dew point in New York City over the last 10 years seems to have worsened every single year to where it's somewhere between 65 and 75 pretty much every day. And I think that New York is in the thick of it right now, right? And so I think many of you heard me say this before, but if the, if the dew point is high, uh, that means that you can't sweat and you're sweat your body gets backed up and kind of relieving sweat out of your body and you overheat and so when you start to get into the dew point that's 65 or higher it's you have to already realize that your performance is going to be worse and you need to slow down uh you know if you really want to continue to improve your fitness now it takes us about two weeks to get heat acclimated to that bad uh heat and humidity so we should now be getting to a point where many of us now have been doing this for two or three weeks when we're starting to get heat acclimated but those first two or three weeks really suck um and the best advice i would give people try and base it more on heart rate and or heart rate and don't worry about your pace if you're still keeping your heart rate aerobic most of the time and you can breathe very easily in and out through your nose most of the time you're going to get much more benefit that way and you're going to improve your fitness so that when it gets cooler and the dew point comes down you will be faster if you play into, and I see people shaking their head, and Amelia, I'd love to get your view on this too, but if you, if you play into the, like, I'm just going to 
really base my workouts on um, my pace and oh man why am I a minute and a half slower per mile I need to be faster all of a sudden you're pushing and you're getting to that 11 minute pace or whatever your your easy pace is and it's not so easy and you're living in the middle and you're not getting the same benefit right so there's a huge amount of benefits to keeping easier I'll open it up and see if uh, I'm looking at Amelia you're shaking your head so I'm gonna yeah. pass it to you yeah and I've been having a rough time I'm actually down in Texas right now and uh, it has been, at, you know, at kind of what you'd expect this time of year. They're just so hot and humid. And I've adjusted a little bit, but not enough that I can be aerobic and be doing anything more than, you know, walking. I've been trying to do a lot of hills. And uh, just my pace has been, I've just been running anaerobically, which I don't like. I mean, I, I, I really agree with everything you said. And I always try to run aerobically. 95% of the time and in New York I mostly can do that but I've had a really hard time and so I've been doing the opposite I've been way up with my heart rate um, for the last let's say the last month and I you know I I'm trying to force myself and I did this today I didn't run today but I forced myself to go out and walk um, and that helped because just walking um, it's pretty easy to be right in the you know in the zone where are um, you in Houston? I'm in Austin. Yeah. In Austin. Austin. What's the what's the dew point going on down there? I, I don't even look because it's not you know there's no good news. I mean you just you get you know you run it at you know seven in the morning and it's 85 degrees and the humidity. I mean it's just it's it's really ridiculous. And you just come back. I, I've been. I and you know Jim in New York. You always told me to run with water, and oftentimes I'll go on long runs without water. I uh, I I've been carrying you know more and more water with me as my runs get longer. That's good. Yeah, we should all carry water. And yeah. we should not drink too much water where we waterlog ourselves and have an upset stomach, but we should certainly be drinking, you know, water when we're thirsty. I carry the 20, 20 ounce handheld in my hand. I think many of you do that. It's very important to stay hydrated because what happens if you get dehydrated is that your, your blood gets thicker. And when your blood gets thicker, your heart has to work harder to pump, which means your heart rate goes up on these runs, which is also kind of makes it more miserable. Jim, question. Do you put, when you do that, do you, and it's, you're sweating a lot, do you put a little sea salt in your uh, water? Do you do anything with electrolytes or anything? Great question. I put chia seeds <laughs> in my water bottle, um, which do have some um, electrolyte, I think, um, qualities, but I do not put uh, electrolytes in. If I was running for more than two hours, if I was you, I was doing ultras, I would be putting some salt tabs in probably after two hours. But before two hours, I don't think it's that necessary from my experience. Who else, who else is struggling with the heat these days or any other comments on the heat? I, I mean, I, I think it's getting easier. But you said that was going to happen. It's, you know, the, the first week when it got really hot here, it was harsh. And then it's gotten better, you know. But it still sucks. It's still really hot. Really, for real. It's just like, but it's gotten better. And Amelia, are you nose breathing when you're anaerobic? Or are you? Yeah, no, I always know. I, I always know nose breathe, no matter okay. what. So it's not too hard for you. We know it's really too hard for us when we cannot nose breathe. All right. And... Yeah. I mean, it depends on our goals. Jim, can I ask you a quick question? Um, my Fitbit all of a sudden went from, for my age group and everything, being very active and very good shape to all of a sudden I'm just good. 
and I'm getting all my active minutes in. I'm getting tons of steps. I'm doing everything right, but it's like it degraded me. This is not, I feel like there was a lot of marathon talk, but I don't marathon. I just walk, but yep. I walk a lot. And, and I feel like I'm getting enough, car, you know, like cardio through tennis and all that kind of stuff, but I just got downgraded. Does that mean everybody in COVID has just been working out more that's on Fitbit or what do you think it is? Or how is that um, aggregated? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I know uh, Fitbit and Garmin both have their own metrics of evaluating our steps and our movement and our exercise. I personally don't put a ton of faith into it. Um, Garmin has, a, has something that they rate kind of your movement and your active minutes and your activities and workouts. And often it will say something that I think is just totally off. And I see the same thing on Fitbit. So I wouldn't put too much faith in it. The question I would ask you is, do you think that your movement has significantly been reduced since COVID, so you're not moving as much as you were before? Because I know you're very active. No, I, I, I'm, I'm more active because I've been I mean, in Maine during COVID. So yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm more active, at least, or just as active, if not more active. I mean, maybe there was a week where I wasn't as active, but for the most part, it's been pretty, I've been pretty active. That's why I was surprised whenever it downgraded me so much. Sorry, I'm losing, I lost you. No, no worries. Can you still hear me? Can you still hear yes. me? Yes, yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Look, my, my advice would be to, um, if you, it's all about ultimately how you think you're doing and if you are active and you are moving and you are doing what I think is important, which is to move. So if you're moving when you're not exercising, you're walking around a lot, you're getting some active movement and you're exercising where you're doing strength or you're getting your heart rate up and you feel like you are doing what you need to do, then I would completely ignore what Fitbit or Garmin or any of these other devices tell you, right? Now, I'm the type of person where I will look at it and my running training on Garmin says unproductive a lot lately. I don't know if anybody else has that. I do something every day and most of my runs are very easy. I follow my program, but the program that I happen to follow, just Garmin doesn't have a way to really interpret that program, right? And it doesn't factor in hills. It doesn't factor in heat and humidity and dew point. And there's a lot of things it doesn't factor in. Fitbit, on the other hand, same thing. It has, it has some very basic things it looks at in terms of active minutes. It looks at sleep a certain way. It looks at exercise a certain way. They've been really trying to do more and more, but that is the last thing on the planet that should bring you or anybody else down. If you're doing what you think you need to do, you should do it. Now, Fitbit has that thing where that says that you can move 250 steps an hour, which is something I like to look at. I, my app uh, looks at 300 steps an hour. So um, and I try and uh, that, that creates a green hour. And I try and like manage my day on that where I try and get up most hours and walk around for three to five minutes. And I feel a million times better when I do. I, I would not put a lot of faith in it if it says it. Maybe they made a change to the system. I doubt it's what you said. Are more people working out? Because what I'm seeing in people is I'm seeing either people keep their fitness going or I'm seeing 100% capitulation. And it's really nothing in the middle. It's kind of really stratified, stratified into two different ranges, right? And so I, what I want from everybody on this call is I want people to set some goals and I want people to take advantage of the, hopefully the most people are still not going into work. Some are, but I want people to take advantage of the extra time that they might get from the loss of commuting or the loss of time going out. And I want them to take that and put that to some degree into their, into their health and wellness. So that's my opinion of the Fitbit. I would ignore it and I would just keep doing what you're doing. If you want to talk separately or you want to talk here about other things that you're doing, happy to do it.
And I'm interested in what That's other great. people think. Oh, good. So early. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you about is um, with Fitbit, they asked me to join this heart study. I went ahead and, 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 and did it, but then I thought like, we'll make, cause they said that they were going to share the information. I mean, do you trust that they're not sharing the information or should I just opt out now? Or uh, I mean, I don't even know why I opted in. I think I just, they caught me at a generous moment. <laughs> I think that, so Fitbit is interesting. I, I've had the hardest time with Fitbit in terms of getting data for them. Fitbit still will not share um, all of hourly information. And so, and I signed like two or three NDAs and I navigated through the company. Fitbit created their own premium coaching service. Um, and so I think that, that that's what they're angling towards. They're ultimately angling towards trying to get people to sign up for that program. I doubt that they, on an individual basis, use your heart rate information, but they might say, hey, we had a group of people in New York City or Montreal or Vermont or wherever you are that had a heart rate of this and they might use it on a gross basis data-wise. Um, what, what exactly did it say that was, is it gathering your heart rate 24 seven and they're doing some analysis or what, what, what's the, what's the project? Um, yes, I, I don't exactly know what the product, I, I think it was about, uh, I can email it to you. So you're, um, I'll, I'll just forward it on to you. So you'll, you'll, you'll know Please. what it was, but I think it was, um, more like a cardiac, uh, arrhythmia. Um, would you be interested in, 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 in this study? And, and I was just like, okay. Um, but I think it was arrhythmia. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. heard about that. Is anybody else, anybody else on, the, on this call wear a Fitbit? Not right now. Okay. Marianne? What about Apple? What about the Apple watch, Jim? What do you think about Apple? So I've been wearing two watches for years now. And by the way, I should say that I finally have the Apple watch wired into my app. So oh. you got one on? Yes. So I'm going to send you an invite, Jeff. You have to just send me your, and if anybody else wants this, but if you can send me your um, Apple ID email address and I will add you as a beta tester. What's really cool about Apple, and I'm super excited about this, is that Apple HealthKit has spent a lot of time allowing users to integrate their Garmin watch. Fitbit doesn't allow. So Fitbit uh, doesn't allow into Apple HealthKit, but Garmin, for example, allows you to go into Apple HealthKit. So you can actually go onto the Apple HealthKit and put permissions in on the Apple HealthKit. And you can say, I want Garmin, I want my steps, and I want my sleep to feed into Apple HealthKit, right? And so um, then Apple HealthKit has a technology where if you're wearing an Apple Watch, it will count your steps. And if you're wearing an Apple Watch and you're counting and you're carrying your phone, it will do an algorithm where it will get the best of your steps between your Apple Watch and your phone. If you're wearing a Garmin and you have your Garmin linked in and you link your Garmin in and you link your Apple Watch in and you link your phone in, it will actually do an algorithm. So my brother and I have been testing um, linking our Garmin steps in. What's really cool is that many people want to wear their Garmin to run. Uh, and they want to wear the Apple Watch the rest of the day. So you yeah. could wear your Garmin to run. It would feed into Apple HealthKit, and then you could wear the Apple Watch the rest of the day, and Apple has a way to kind of capture all those steps and all of that data. And then the, the only thing that sucks about the Apple Watch is that the, the battery life kind of sucks, and so you can't wear it to bed. Um, and so what you could do is if you – wire this the right way you could wear your Garmin on a run you could wear your or you could wear an Apple watch it's a it's great I mean the heart rate is not any different on the Apple watch the only thing that you get uh, between a Garmin and an Apple watch when it comes to the running is Garmin has a lot more analysis and a lot more lap information a lot more mile information and the battery life is much better 
So I prefer and am used to the information for the Garmin uh, runs, uh, but I, I'd be just as happy wearing the Apple Watch and not wearing the Garmin, and this is me talking and nobody thought I would ever say that. I never thought I would say that. So what we've been doing is um, trying to uh, build in the Apple Health Kit, which takes all of that data into my app. And we now have a version where we've done that. It's not quite fully wired yet, but that one page that I had, I call, I call the movement consistency board that looks at your steps every hour. And if you get 300 steps in an hour, it lights up green. And if you don't, it lights up red. That is all now wired completely from Apple HealthKit, even if you don't have an Apple Watch, if you just if your your phone is affixed to you at all times, like many of us, and you're carrying it around, you can actually get all that information now on my app. So if any of you are interested in doing that, great. Yeah, I actually have a question. How because I use the Garmin to run or walk, and then I put my Apple Watch on, like you're doing. Perfect. And it it it, it does translate the activity, which is great. So I get that green circle when you get the activity, but then I get two. I have two different sets of steps. So I have my Garmin steps, and then I have my Apple steps on the watch. I, I don't know how to marry those. So maybe when we're done, you know, you and I can talk offline and. Yeah, you just that. you just have to go into the Apple Health Kit, and you can actually. Um, so uh, you're not wearing you're not wearing your Apple Watch when you're running. Then you're still wearing the Garmin only. Yeah, well, sometimes I do both, but yeah, mostly I use the Garmin because right now I'm not running more than you know an hour and a half. So it's, you know, it's not if you're gonna call me at that point, you can call me back. You know, I mean, yeah. if I'm going over two hours, then I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I do like all of the information that I get on my Garmin when I'm running as opposed to the Apple, which, I mean, it's great. It's just, you know, I like to have a, a lot more information. Yeah, well, I can wire you into my app if you want. It's up to you totally. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, cool. We, you know, I'll email you offline in that way. Great. You know, and Jeff, I think you would like <laughs> it also, Jeff. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll definitely I'll circle back with you on it. Okay. I have to run, but um, I have a question. So this is my garment. I've worn this for, this is the Phoenix. I've had it for three, four years. I don't know. But um, the app, I mean, the um, is there a garment that's a little more like feminine or not as bulky as this one? There is. Uh, the question will be, will it give you what you're, uh, what you want? Um, I can send you a couple recommendations if you want, but you're, that is the success. The success Garmin meant to be the most feminine, but kind of high end, like tons of stats is, type of watch. Really big, you know? I don't know. It yeah. is big, right. that, but um, there is one other one, but it doesn't really even have like a display. Uh, it has a tiny little display, so you can't really see a lot of your data. So mm -hmm. I don't know that you would like that if you're looking at your watch every now and again, kind of trying to understand no. your stuff, your heart rate, et cetera. Oh, okay. I think it's, more, right. it's much more of an activity tracker in a movement tracker, and it's very accurate, sleep and movement and everything. You can exercise with it, it will produce some stats, but it's just not the same. So Bob, I'm gonna head back to you. So we had some goals, how do we do against our goals? What were your goals over the last week and how do we do? Uh, <clears throat> I had two goals, one was three or fewer. I think you broke you, up there. 15, 15 minutes or, or more of, uh, of exercise, just because uh, even though 15 minutes is is short i just i it works for me because it's great a, it's a small enough number where even if it's you know 10 or 11 o'clock at night i can still convince myself to just do something for 15 minutes um i i started off strong and then petered out the past two days uh on on both accounts but i'm i'm getting back to it 
great. So that means you made seven of nine days or eight of 10 days, whatever it was from our last yeah. call. That's, That's great. Right. Are you feeling any better? Are you notice any uh, difference in the way you feel? Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, the movement is, you know, is fantastic, right? And I, as you and I have talked about, I think that good just turns into more good. So once I had strung together a couple days of moving all the time, I, I was then being pretty consistent with the oatmeal, which then was leading to, you know, fewer uh, bad food decisions. So um, I was able to string together some positivity there. Awesome, man. You, uh, what, you have goals for the next week or so? I think I'm going to stick with those two to hopefully get every day. Great. And you were, get, you were hitting your three hours or less, uh, three red hours or less? Yeah, I think that for, the, for maybe, you know, six days in a row, I think I had one hour or less of red. Look at that. Sarah, huh? How about that? <laughs> Pretty good. Sarah and I have talked a lot about the movement, and I think you are now a believer in the movement. Is that right? Yeah, it took me a while to come around. <laughs> it takes everyone a while to come around. Yeah, it really did, like a long time, but um, I, I love it now, yeah. You're, you've been pretty good with it lately? Yes, I have, yeah. I've had a couple days where I've, you know, not done it, but um, all in all, uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with it, and it still feels good. Um, I would say, like, um, apart from that, my biggest um, kind of issue is, like, I've been trying to increase my running a little bit, it sounds silly to the marathon people, but like I, I um, basically get to like three kilometers and where I live is like, it, well, I'm in Vancouver. So it's just, it's, you know, it's like maybe like San Francisco or something. It's just hills. And um, I find like running just flat is fine. And if I just run slow, I can almost just, you know, essentially keep doing that for quite a while. And as soon as I, you know, as soon as I walk outside, I'm like going up a hill and that just kills me. And my heart rate is like through the roof. And then even I'm, you know, I go on a small loop, like I go on a one kilometer loop and I think, okay, I'll recover on the other side, but I never fully recover on the other side. So, okay, I'm going to do three loops. And by the time I have to try and hit that hill, I get in a third time. I, I just like, can't, I've done it one time where I've done like four loops to get like, I don't know, it was like three and a half kilometers or something. And apart from that, I just, like, can't seem to um, get through the hills. So sometimes I'll just, after that, like, walk a little bit and then do some, like, little runs. But it would just, I feel like it would just feel good for my psyche to be like, okay, I did, like, a 5K run or something, you know? Yeah, totally. And, look, I would say that um, a lot of this is about just building up endurance. And some of it is about going slower. And some of it is definitely about going slower uphill. So I always think in my head, quick steps, quick steps, quick steps, right? So you're kind of taking quicker strides and you're really just going slow uphill and maybe even walking uphill for a while. Right. And then, and then once you get a little better shape, you can start to run uphill a little more slowly. And, you know, I was having this spectacular run today and then I ran down this hill and I came up back up this huge hill here, you know, San Francisco or Vancouver-esque, and it really hit me hard, right? And I saw my heart rate really spiking and I was basically walking up the hill and sometimes that just happens too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you have any goals for the next week you want to set or? Yeah, I think, um, I think I'd like to work out maybe, I don't know what it should be, but more, I've, I've dropped my working out a little bit. My classic excuse being busy with work, but 
maybe like like five days in the next week. And something that that has kind of helped is I used to do like a ton of strength training and then like maybe very little cardio. And now that I've kind of decided that I'm okay with, you know, doing like little runs again and it's not the end of the world and I actually like it. Uh, it's been really helping to do like whatever I can run. So if it's some days it's, I can literally only do like two and a half kilometers and I'm like, I don't know. And then some days I get, you know, three and a half or four and then coming back and doing like um, some like plyo or strength stuff after that to like round out the time because doing like two and a half kilometer runs, it doesn't take very long. And then I can round it out to maybe like a 45 minute hour long workout. So whatever it may be, whatever combination, I'd like to do that, you know, at least maybe five times in the next week and get it really like a better routine going. I think that'd be great. And I think um, if you want to come back next week and you re and report it, you can. I think that, yeah. um, you know, I think that, um, and we talked about this last week and this is why Bob was talking about it. 15 minutes is always better than nothing, right? Yeah, and we, right. Don't, we don't have to do something every day, right? I would prefer that people do things most days, but it does not have to be every day, you know? Yeah, most, totally. days, most days totally worked. No, I wasn't ready for that goal question. I'm like, oh, pressure's on. Um, you can defer if you'd like until next time. I mean, I, I guess I could set a goal. I mean, I really would like to just um, keep at being consistent in, you know, getting up in the morning and, you know, doing a couple of miles and at least doing an hour out um, and really get away from becoming anaerobic because I, I now I'm finally – you know, after, I mean, for the people who are here, I'm really, uh, this is not my first rodeo. And this is the first time I'm paying attention to everything that Jim has told me over the years. First time um, for everything. First Even time if for it's everything. five or 10 years later, it's all good. Know, okay. right? But, but you know, since it's working and it's working well, um, I, I think I just really, that's going to be my goal is to not pay attention to the time and pay attention more to the heart rate for at least the, the, the end of this month um, because I'm finding that it's just get I'm getting a, like a couple of seconds faster without even any effort. And so that maybe, maybe you were right, Jim. <laughs> uh, probably not right, but you know, you do stuff that you feel good doing and, and, and consistently. So all good. That's my goal. That's going to be my goal is to stay away from the, you know, anaerobic. Great. That's a good one. I like that goal. Jeff, you got any? Jeff is running. Can I ask to right interrupt and ask a really quick question? Because I have yeah. to run, get back to work. Sure. Because um, it, it's related to what, what, what does the anaerobic running mean that you guys are talking about? We're talking about heart rate. So we're talking about the difference between aerobic and anaerobic heart rates. And it's, it really has to do with how the body burns fat. And so when we're aerobic, it's kind of like an everyday forever pace if you're going really easy and aerobic you can breathe in and out through your nose it's very easy and you feel like you can go forever and there's a lot of health benefits to keeping exercise very easy and eventually when we keep exercise very easy we start to get faster at that same heart rate level and that's when you know your fitness is ultimately really improving when you get faster on the same course at the same heart rate level and so that's why we're talking about aerobic versus anaerobic aerobic is just really easy and it feels great and anaerobic is when we're going really really hard and it's much harder it's hard to breathe through our nose and our heart rate's pretty elevated 
And okay. then there's the middle. And most people live in the middle. There's a crossover point that's measured technically by burning 50% fat and 50% carbohydrates. And if we were to take you into a lab, they would tell you, okay, this is where your heart rate is. This is the pace you're running out on a treadmill. And so if you want to train and be aerobic, then keep your heart rate below this level. But, you know, when a hundred miler is going to go out or a marathoner is going to go out and they want to, they want it to be easy for the first 20 miles or for the first 80 miles or whatever it is, they want to be aerobic most of the time because we're not going to be able to sustain an anaerobic pace for forever. We can do it for a marathon. We probably could do it for an ultra marathon as long as we're constantly eating to, re to, to replace the carbohydrates we're burning. But that's the difference between aerobic and anaerobic. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's so why you. I got, you know, keeping it easy is yeah. always good. Always good. Yeah. Hey, I just saw you in the video. Welcome. Thank you. That's an A plus presentation. I'll t I'm very happy you got a chance. Let's, Hello, let's, everybody. Let's, let's let's talk about yourself. Who are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm one of the many many people that Jim has just picked up along the road of life. <laughs> good to be with you all. <clears throat> Good to be with you. Good to see you. Anything you want to talk about or any questions you have or I don't know how much, how long you've been on for probably just as I've been going through that presentation. Yeah, no, unfortunately I just, uh, I just joined, uh, the crazy day has uh, just come to a temporary end. I think, um, no, just wanted to join in and, um, and, uh, and see you and see everyone else. We've had a number of people on and off throughout. And I think we started off by talking about some marathon stuff, which, uh, Definitely some people are not marathoners. So any, anybody that made it through the marathon talk that's not a marathoner, Sarah, very impressive. Good job not hanging up. Some people are like, I'm not going to do this crap. I would, I, would, I would like to know, I mean, not to, not to take you back to a topic, but um, for those that were going to do New York, what, what's the consensus? Are most people selecting uh, 2021, 2022, 2023? Like what's, the, what's the view? It's interesting. That was the first topic we talked about, more about like virtual training. Like, are people yeah. going to virtual? Are they going to run a marathon on that day? What are they going to do exactly? And so I think the answer is um, it depends, right? And some people, Bruni, you deferred to next year? When? Yeah, I defer to next year. So yeah. I just deferred. Um, I haven't done it at all yet. Did I already miss the deadline? No, 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 no. No, you didn't miss the deadline. No. <laughs> so I got to decide what I'm going to do there. But um, Shane, so I think that some people are going to run it virtually. Some people are deferring. I guess I didn't even know you could defer to different years, but, um, and it, you know, if you, def if you're going to run it virtually, it's not like you have to run it on your, on the day, you could decide a different day and right. just train for a marathon. To me, the marathon's much more about the training and enjoying, enjoying the process of training so that we can achieve something that while the marathon itself might not be that healthy on marathon day, the whole process of training and keeping yourself in shape is a healthy process in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I picked I picked 2021 as well, just because I like the I want to get the 50 anniversary swag yeah. and T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at too. Awesome. All right. Well, um, Jeff. Yeah. You there? What do you got? For, what do you got for goals? Any goals for next week? You want to set? You want to verbalize? I want. I'll call you offline. We'll set a goal, and then uh, we'll discuss it. Great. <laughs> Call I, me offline, I, I, text me, yeah. whatever you want. All right, yeah. That's the purpose of, of this, is to try and uh, bring some accountability and bring a group of people that might want to talk to each other, you know, and I know for me it works and it doesn't work for everybody. I need the accountability, so thank you. No problem. Anybody else want to talk about anything else? Just for fun. 
Should we do another yeah. one of these next week? Yeah, thanks, thanks for doing this. It's yeah. really good. Yes, please. All right, we'll do it. Bye, Great. everybody. Bye, thanks, so this concludes this podcast i hope you enjoyed the discussions we're going to keep this weekly zoom call going every week if you are interested in joining please email me if you have my email address or you can email me at info at jvbwellness.com